0: To the carnage report where we bring you the latest on all things horror related keeping you up to date with news you can use i'm nick spacek
1: and i'm julie holland <clears throat> the carnage report is part of the cinepunks podcast family go to cinepunks.com to find entertainment news reviews and other great podcasts like horror business twitch of the death nerve and tomb of ideas
0: If you want to help support CinePunks and ultimately the show, you can become a CinePunks Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash CinePunks. That is C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X. We also have
1: some great sponsors like Essex Coffee Roasters. EssexCoffeeRoasters.com offers specialty grade coffee roasted to order for the most fresh and delicious home brewing experience. They're committed to accessible quality coffees, offering education on coffee and brewing to all of their customers. They believe you don't have to be a coffee expert to enjoy a great cup of coffee. And right now, if you go to EssexCoffeeRoasters.com and put in an order and use promo code CINEPUNKS, you'll get 10% off.
0: And Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations is maybe is the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley, but maybe also the world. Personable and professional, the only place where you get punk rock attitude with professional service and printing. You can find them online at XLVACX.com.
1: All right, now it's time for the setup. So. We already talked about Bad Neighbors following uh, in conjunction with a different film. So we couldn't talk about Bad Neighbors again, although I'm sure we have plenty of material. But I'm wondering, how, would you be or have you ever been the type of person to do something like pound on the wall when your neighbor is being loud? Or how do you handle a neighbor who's being unruly when you need some quiet?
0: Uh, it's 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 interesting because, I mean, like we've lived in this house for um 18 years now so like i haven't had like a neighbor with whom i share a wall for a very very long time um i have had to occasionally like tell our neighbors because they have a patio that is directly underneath our like bedroom window like it's like hey like i i understand it's 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 friday night for you but like when i worked at the bakery i was like i got i gotta be up early tomorrow morning and you are, mm-hmm. you are being very loud underneath my window and it is 10 30 at night um i am usually like i'm not like a definitely not a call the cops person um but i have been in the past like when i lived in the dorms my freshman year um i had uh early morning classes because i did like orientation super late so like the only mm-hmm. class like all the classes i wanted to take were literally from like 7 30 to eleven thirty 30 every morning Oof. like i was so like on like sunday nights especially um like I'd be I, I had to be in class at 730 Monday morning. So uh, I had there was a the way, you know, dorms work and the way they're all set up is that you're real close and compact. And the guys who lived in the room right next to ours, they had their desk pushed up against the wall that my bed was pushed up against. And one of the dudes in that room was a drummer. Oh, no. Like one of those, you know, like a drum practice pad, like just yeah, like yeah. heavy rubber things and he would practice on it but he had it on his desk that was pushed against the wall so like I'm trying to fall asleep and I just hear and about once a month I would have to like at like 11 o'clock at night just like go and just be like hey guys like I gotta get up at 6 30 in the morning and that you were literally doing that next to my head yeah but like that's that's like the most of it. I've never been like the like pound on a wall situation. Although I did I think years ago I freaked out like one of our downstairs neighbors at an apartment we lived in because I thought like they were making noise. And it wasn't until literally the day we moved out that I realized the the thumping noises I kept hearing were coming from an up like a townhouse that was on the other side of our parking lot. Oh and the guy had an inner like had like a in an upstairs bedroom, like a movie room,
1: mm-hmm. and the
0: stereo pointed out the window, which pointed directly at the back wall of our apartment. Oh. And so he was like basically just like sending noise like for a year. It took me a year to figure out like what this weird random rumbling was was this guy watching movies at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I freaked out our downstairs neighbors a couple times because I thought it was them. Um uh, but so <laughs> Baby, Uh, what about you?
1: Well, I'm super non-confrontational, so I would never like go to someone's door and be like, "Hey, could you keep it down?" Just would never. But I, 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 I've probably like stomped to get a downstairs neighbor, and I know I've definitely done the old broom to the ceiling trick <laughs> for upstairs neighbors. Like, hey, I can hear you. Um, I was just remembering the other day, uh, that. A song came on. It was that song that was, and I don't, it's, I, of course, it's escaping me right now because it's early on Sunday morning. Metallica covered it, but it was a Bob Seeger song.
0: Oh, turn three. Being...
1: Yes. Okay. So in college, like my sophomore year, I lived upstairs from a professor in the type of house that's like the downstairs is an apartment and the upstairs is an apartment. So there was a psychology professor who lived underneath me, and finals week, he played that song like for an hour at night like 10 11 at night over and over and sang along to the top of his lungs and it was finals week and he was a professor it's like you know it's finals week sir what have i done to deserve this but i just he already kind of hated us because he thought that we stole some of his patio furniture off the or he thought some of my friends stole his patio furniture off the front porch which they did not and so I couldn't really do anything because I was like, I don't want to piss this guy off. He already hates me. So I just have to, like, suffer. So now every time I hear that song, specifically the Bob Seger version, I'm just like, that fucking guy. <laughs> that fucking guy. God. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I've also never, I've never been the sort of person to leave, like, passive aggressive notes. And I would especially never do it now because I don't want to end up on Reddit.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. Now where I live, although it's a standalone house and we've lived in it for 10 years, we live in the kind of neighborhood where your neighbors are very close. Like we could shake hands if we both put our hands out the window, probably it's, it that it might be a stretch, but it's pretty close. And we live in a very Latino neighborhood and that is a lively culture. And so while our neighbors next door are usually quiet, they will have maybe one party a year or something. No big deal. There's a house that's kind of Far, really. It's like behind on the block behind us and across the street, and like every Saturday, Spanish karaoke night, really loud. It doesn't go very long and it doesn't keep us up. But if we're outside doing something when it's nice out, it's like, oh, I guess it's time for Spanish karaoke. This is great.
0: <laughs> I always wonder like, the, there is a VFW across the street from the liquor store, and uh, on Friday nights, fr- like, they will have music going on their patio, and it's like, When the weather's (laughs) nice, it's like a live band. But like, I stepped out last night, the yesterday evening, and they were, it was like about 530 and they were playing It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock so loudly, (laughs) like across the street with traffic. Also, I could, you know, still kind of hear the music coming out of the liquor store, like it was so loud. It sounded like somebody was just playing a r- radio at very normal volume right next to me. Oh, God. And I'm like, there are houses on the other side. <laughs> yeah.
1: People up. live here. We yeah. Before we moved here, we lived behind an Irish bar oh, God. Um, that would often have cover bands on the patio. So that was hell, especially as music lovers. When you hear a cover band badly covering classics, you're just like, Tom Petty would never... But on St. Patrick's Day, especially, things were rough because like, you couldn't leave or you'd never get your parking space back. And I would just sit in my house and watch these like, middle-aged to elderly men roll out of their trucks, illegally parked drunk, spilling beer bottles everywhere. Inevitably, they would get in fights in our alley. They would leave trash in our yard. And I would just be like the young old lady standing on my porch with my arms crossed, just like... You're an embarrassment. Just like, I'm not <laughs> mad. I'm disappointed. And nobody cared. They didn't care. They were too drunk to care. But I was like, I know it's one day a year. I'm prepared for it emotionally, but man, this is annoying.
0: <laughs> I am I'm prepared for it emotionally, but am I? Uh but I
1: don't have to like it.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh I I, I want to hear other people's uh not terrible neighbor stories, but just like you I want to hear what you've had to do with the, with your terrible neighbors. Like that's the that's the real story. Like, yeah.
1: How do you get across to them that they're being annoying?
0: <laughs> Let us know on the socials or shoot us an email.
1: Yeah. I'm also curious if there's a difference between how men handle it and how women handle it, because like I could walk up. And be pretty abrasive and like nothing physically will probably happen to me but if you go to someone's door and you're like shut the fuck up you can get punched in the face it's a whole different vibe
0: i've been threatened um yeah Yeah.
1: so yeah tell us all about it
0: please do Now it's time for new nightmares. A roundup of trailers, new streaming, coming to theaters, so on and so forth. What's kicking us off?
1: We're starting off with something that I'm not sure qualifies as horror, but maybe, but it's also got Adam Sandler and that's weird. This is a movie called Spaceman and it's coming to Netflix March 1st. Um in the upcoming movie, six months into a solitary research mission to the edge of the solar system, an astronaut, Jacob, played by Adam Sandler, realizes that the marriage he left behind might not be waiting for him when he returns to Earth. Earth, Desperate to fix things with his wife, Linka, played by Carrie Mulligan, he is helped by a mysterious creature from the beginning of time he finds hiding in the bowels of his ship and his, I, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce this name. Hanus, maybe, works with Jacob to make sense of what went wrong before it's too late. Important to note, this creature is a spider situation, which is, that puts it in horror for me. <laughs> this uh, film seems super weird, and I think it's one of those where Adam Sandler is coming out of his typical comedy stuff, which is always interesting. Um, I Space scares the shit out of me, so I'm calling it horror.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's got a, a I, I think freaky spider alien voiced by Paul Dano counts as horror um, yeah. at any point. Like, uh, and I mean, shit, it's got Carrie Mulligan. She's got, she's got horror chops.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm also, interested.
0: Also super fucking weird. Like, yeah, it
1: looks so weird.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what this is about, Um, but I'm down for it. Also, I have Netflix. I'll watch it. Yeah.
1: It's gonna be there if if you feel like catching it in theaters, apparently it'll be in some on february twenty third I would guess that's not widely opening, but I bet uh, it'd be cool to see in theaters
0: yeah um speaking of weird space shit uh. Apple TV uh <laughs> plus uh has a new series coming uh Wednesdays uh starting February 21st, starring Numir Rapaz and Jonathan Banks. Um it is a called a conspiracy-based psychological thriller drama series, which is a whole bunch of words salad, but isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um it stars uh Naomi. It's, sorry, Numi Rapace, sorry, uh, as Joe, uh, an astronaut who returns to Earth after a disaster in space, only discover the key pieces of her life seem to be missing. Um, it is described as an exploration of the dark edges of human psychology and one woman's desperate quest to expose the truth about the hidden history of space travel and recover all that she has lost. Uh, yeah, this one also looks incredibly weird and terrifying. And yeah, I, I every once in a while, I'm like, should I get Apple? Team.
1: i know right like i don't need one more i already said this about paramount plus and then i finally did that also is numi riposte i didn't look it up and i should have was she in lamb i think she did the main lady in lamb
0: well, oh i remember her the, uh girl with the dragon tattoo movies the or the original like um scandinavian ones. yeah she is very good um, yeah
1: anyway this also looks terrifying because space and speaking of things that look terrifying, you I'm not I, I won't be watching this. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. Uh, we have Infested, a French horror movie that features real spiders, everyone. Real spiders. Um one of the best spider attack movies in years, apparently. I mean, are there a lot? I really only know arachnophobia, which fucked me up but was at least funny in parts this doesn't look like it's gonna have any comic relief this is just people being attacked by spiders Uh, in the film an underprivileged suburb has been thrown into chaos following an invasion of venomous spiders ordered to be placed in quarantine the project sees inhabitants living on lockdown alongside terrifying spiders that are becoming bigger and bigger the story revolves around caleb who is about to turn 30 and has never been lonelier. He's fighting with his sister over a matter of inheritance and cuts ties with his best friend passionate about exotic animals. He comes home one day with a venomous spider and accidentally
0: lets it slip away. Uh, <laughs> Watching this trailer this morning on the TV and Tanya's just like, Oh, did they remake kingdom of the spiders? Um, <laughs> I was like, no, this doesn't look like it's nearly as, as- fun as that one and uh, i mean i i do stand uh a crazy weird shatner movie but this doesn't oh i mean it's
1: french so you know they don't let up yeah it's coming to shutter but we don't have a date i think at least that was the note i mean yeah it's coming to shutter we don't know when i can only hope this doesn't play at panic fest at a time when there's nothing else playing and i have to watch it
0: (laughs) oh god it just it looks so creepy like in a really really good way though
1: yeah, I mean, there were times in this trailer where I was like, oh, ah, no, like, bad I, I, I try not to be a spider freaked out person, but I did get bit by a brown recluse once. So oh. I've got trauma on spiders.
0: Yeah, I mean, I got I got bit by a spider once at work and it was. Oh, man, it was uh unpleasant. Um, Like yeah. it didn't. It wasn't real, real bad, but yeah. oh, I could watch like the stuff like work its way up.
1: <laughs> yeah, my hand swole up like a baseball glove. It was the most pain I have ever felt in my life. I would fall asleep and wake up crying in pain. It was... Don't, don't mess with brown recluses. Not that I messed with one. One messed with me, but bad stuff.
0: Uh, I, it seems like we're just going either outer space or animals attack. Yeah. This uh so uh christopher landon um uh left scream seven um doesn't have a director uh to, just just to dive into scream seven news like have you noticed that like so many people have like left this project or not even been contacted about it yeah is, is it even gonna happen at this point it's like falling apart but christopher landon has uh, a a new Directorial thing he will be directing a movie called Big Bad for Lionsgate, which is based on a short story by Chandler Baker from an anthology novel called Creature Feature. Um, it uh is called Big Bad in the
1: film. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's a werewolf
0: movie. Um, the Strauss family is on knife's edge. Sam is a resentful stay at home dad. Rachel feels the restlessness and her blood returning. Their children are getting out of hand, and a recent mudslide has forced the wolves out of the woods to look for food. As dusk falls and tensions rise, the family must come together to survive the night from the threats outside and those within. Um, yeah. Uh, I am excited. I like. Yeah, what Christopher Landon does.
1: Yeah, I expect that it will be fun.
0: I mean, like he he has done so like like. Although going all the way back to like uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which is not a great movie, but it is a very fun movie. Mm-hmm. Say nothing of the Happy Death Day movies and freaky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stoked for this one.
1: All right. Something I was stoked for and maybe not as stoked for um, Crazy House starring Nick Frost. Uh, it premiered at Sundance. It also has Alicia Silverstone. So right away I was like, yes, interested. Um it's, it's, a uh, it's, it is strange. This, the trailer is very strange and it sounds like the film is strange as well. When, a, when Russian workers in Bernie's house turn out to be wanted criminals, Bernie has to man up and save his 90s sitcom family. So it starts out like you're watching a 90s sitcom. And then once the shit goes down, it seems to change into a, a blood gore fest with violence and shooting, um, there wasn't a lot of there weren't a lot of details about it at first, but then it premiered at Sundance. And Megan Navarro over at Bloody Disgusting gave it like the worst review, like one 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 out of five skulls. Absolutely. She did not like this. Uh, she called it a grading exercise in empty violence and shock value. Uh, so I guess it's not as fun as it sounds. I mean, that doesn't mean I won't watch it. I'm still curious. But, but yikes. That's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. I, um, I, based on like the various reviews I've read, it just seems like the unfortunate aspect is that like they don't hold on to like the sitcom thing long enough. I would watch like an hour and a half long movie that is shot like a sitcom and Mm -hmm. also features like, horrific violence like yeah. i don't need it to go to you know reality world like just like make it you know like it's like the scenes in the boys where it's like sh- like stuff switches to like puppets like yeah like mm-hmm. i can i can watch an entire scene where people are getting murdered like puppets like you don't have to cut back and forth and show what's actually happening yeah uh, like no just make it look like a sitcom and like let me wonder what the fuck is going on
1: yeah
0: i need more movies that confuse me uh, yes. <laughs> and that is that it's a very well written review. Even if you have no intention of watching the movie whatsoever, like you should 100% go read that review because it is so good.
1: Yeah. She does say there's a very specific audience in mind for Crazy House, the type that doesn't mind hollow exercises in shock value and gag inducing horror without aim, H- humor, gag inducing humor without aim. So,
0: not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> Still going to watch it.
1: Yeah. So, yeah
0: um there's a there's a lost boys musical coming
2: <laughs> yay <laughs> It's
0: called the lost boys a new musical it's going to be directed by michael arden uh with music and lyrics by the rescues a uh, bunch of people involved i don't quite know but uh patrick wilson is uh one of the producers um yeah, I mean there's been like a couple TV shows, there's been a couple direct to video things, there's been another movie and now we've got a musical. Um there's a very like basic trailer um to get you all hyped for the idea of it. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. Uh, like I mean we've had some really good horror movie musicals. There's like Toxic Avenger musical, there's Evil Dead, there's um Reanimator which is um and I mean the reanimator musical gave us a bunch of like a bunch of people came out of that. Uh that's that's where Graham Skipper, like that was his first big thing. And oh yeah. Um yeah, it's just like I appreciate like the craziness of it. Um as long as somebody does like, you know, uh oh, also Jesse Merlin. I always forget he was in that. Um, sorry. Uh but I, I like as long as they have um I still believe in cry little sister worked in there, I'm fine with it.
1: How could they not? They have to have them. that's critical.
0: Right. Like, I mean, it's it it's gotta be. I'm, I'm really hoping it happens. Uh I don't know if it'll ever come here. Um it it doesn't say where it's going to play. Yeah. Uh,
1: it is just quote unquote headed our way soon. Whose way? Everyone's I'm, way? New York's way?
0: I'm assuming LA or New York. Yeah. Maybe Chicago.
1: Who knows? Maybe we'll get some local productions of it in a few years.
0: Eventually, probably. I mean, it'll make its way, hopefully.
1: Yeah. All right. This next one falls again into the category of is horror, but I couldn't not put it on here because I watched the trailer and I was like, well, it's happening. So this is the new film from Harmony Corinne. and it's called Agro Drift. Annoyingly, drift is spelled with a one where the eye should go. And it is filmed entirely through an infrared lens. So it looks... Unusual, and I don't know how it's gonna like just watching the trailer was one thing. I don't know how it's gonna be to watch an entire film filmed that way. um i I also don't really know what the synopsis is um, but it, it's sort of well, there's lots of sh- it, it looks more like action, you know, lots of guns, that sort of thing rather than horror, lots of shooting. Um, but it looks interesting and, and Harmony's done, she did Gummo, she did Spring Breakers, she does strange and divisive things, experimental cinema, so, what what did you think of the trailer?
0: Uh, I was just like, oh, is this just how the trailer is? And then I went and read things and I was like, oh no, this is the whole movie. Um, it's, uh... Oh, and it stars Travis Scott. I know, here's the, here's the thing, it is directed by harmony current it stars travis scott the picture is under edgelord like it's edgelord pictures like, like i mean edgelord without an o for whatever freaking reason probably. <laughs> whatever um it looks super weird it looks like a video game i don't know like i i don't know like this is it looks like something that's very interesting and i appreciate it in terms of an artistic experiment but like i don't know if it's something i really want to like go for um the 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 review uh that joe lipset did for bloody disgusting um describes it as um it's weird off-putting and boring um to go mainstream uh but it there's it there's like, if you're curious, like, it's interesting, but it's still, like, an 80-minute movie.
1: I feel like it's something that would be interesting to be playing behind a DJ at a club or yes. at a party where you're not really going to pay attention to it. Because it'll be interesting to have on a screen.
0: I'm sure it's probably designed to sell tri- t- tickets to, like, the next World tour. There you go. <laughs> I think Travis Scott has a tour that's coming up this summer, so that's probably part of it. Yeah. Hey, we got a new um catholic based horror movie uh <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> it stars sydney sweeney it's called immaculate it's coming into theaters march 22nd um and it's got michael mohan who directed the voyeurs um that also uh, had uh sydney sweeney uh in the film uh Cecilia, a woman of devout faith, is offered a fulfilling new role at an illustrious Italian convent. Her warm welcome to the picture-perfect Italian countryside is soon interrupted as it becomes clear to Cecilia that her new home home harbors some dark and terrifying secrets. Um, I think if you get the title and that, you will gather the Immaculate Conception aspect of this.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or is it? That's pretty good. Yeah, looks pretty good. Theaters March twenty second. Yep one of I, the one of those ones from Neon that we've been. I think this is going to be the year of Neon.
0: Yeah, I think they've 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 really started to go for it. I I mean, this uh has definite Omen vibes. but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like I don't I don't hate it. I'm very excited. Also, I didn't
1: know that there were any convents that were illustrious. right all right next one we have a trailer for you'll never find me um this is coming to shutter on march 22nd an isolated man living in the back of a desolate caravan park that's trailer park for us americans is visited by a desperate young woman seeking shelter from a violent storm as the savage storm worsens these solitary souls begin to feel threatened but who should they really be afraid of it's Australian. Looks dark. I'm into it.
0: Uh, I'm curious. Like, it's directed by Indiana Bell and Josiah Allen, and I, I, I love the the fact that like a lot of movies we're getting lately have like a directorial team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've noticed that like those movies seem to be like a like they have a lot going on for them. Like, and I, I feel like like a directorial team is really sort of starting to be like the the hallmark of a movie that's going to be really interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's a a more a way to better flesh out ideas and to, you know, you have someone to bounce things off of to take out the things that aren't working, maybe.
0: Yeah. Uh I mean it's being called a uh, a haunt it it's evidently a haunted house movie. Um I I I'm always down for like a one location film that gets.
1: I don't know if I've ever seen a haunted trailer house movie, but no. As someone who grew up in trailer parks, I'm very interested.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. Shot in Adelaide, South Australia. Um, do love some good Australian horror. So let's yeah. go. Oh, and we got one more. Um, also coming to Shudder. Um uh, it will hit uh stop the, the film uh Stop Motion uh hits theaters February twenty third and then hits Shudder on May 31st. Um uh, directed by Robert Morgan. Robert Morgan and starring Aisling Franciosi, um, who you may recognize from The Last Voyage of the Demeter um, and The Nightingale. Uh, She stars as Ella Blake, a stop motion animator who is struggling to control her demons after the loss of her overbearing mother. Suddenly alone in the world, she embarks upon the creation of a macabre new puppet film, which soon becomes the battleground for her sanity. As Ella's mind starts to fracture, the characters in her animated film take on a terrifying life of their own, and the unleashed power of her imagination threatens to destroy her. Um, Hell yes.
1: Yeah, this looks freaky. Stop motion is already leans toward the creepy, so like as an art form.
0: Uh-huh. And like the creature designs in this are, ugh, like, they look like homunculi. Like they're very, like, Unformed forms, Mm -hmm. and just like,
1: yeah,
0: and they look slightly sticky.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say they look moist, gooey, damp.
0: Always a good way to make things creepy. Like, just make them kind of wet.
1: Yep, so easy. It works. It works for creepy. It works for sexy. Throw some water on it. It's gonna be one of those two things, depending on where you started.
0: Yeah, depending. Depending um that's about it although uh we uh uh uh, radkey played the bottle uh local rock band um international stars of a sort radkey um rock and rollers uh originally from saint joe played the bottleneck on friday night and evidently they mentioned on stage that they are going to be in an upcoming horror movie they wouldn't say anything else
1: that's very exciting if you haven't heard radkey and you like like punk rock Kind of music you should go listen to them because they're very good um but they're also just very interesting guys just a team of brothers doing cool stuff and um uh, you know i I'll watch it whatever it is tell me yeah. more tell us more Radkey.
0: yeah i i would I would love to hear more um if those guys want want to come on the show and talk about it we wouldn't say no um Heck I'm yeah my my uh, wild speculatory um theory is that it's probably jill Six's new movie i
1: wondered that too immediately when i heard that because i know that was shot locally and
0: i think she just got done doing it like shooting at least yeah Yeah. i mean that's that would be cool like i mean i'm always a sucker for like a good band appearance in any horror movie Mm because like uh, up to and including movie like horror movies that are about bands um yeah that's always fun
1: yeah as you guys know nick and i love Music as much, if not more, as we love horror. So this this is our catnip. This is up on alley. Yeah,
0: it's like a local, like a local uh, punk slash punk rock and roll band in a in a local horror movie. Hell yeah! Like, also, those guys are like super like nerds. Like they are yeah. into. They have covered the Teen Titans theme. Um, they um, uh, you know, they 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 have they talk about anime and video games a lot. Um, and
1: I, I... if, like Nick and I, you're into cats, you can follow <laughs> Radkey Cats on Instagram. It's, it'll post as often as they used to, but they do have they they have some cats.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, they're great. Um, maybe we'll throw some of their music in um uh, at the end of the episode. How does that sound? Yeah, like? that's a good idea. Uh, and I believe that's it. For... Uh,
1: that that's that appears to be the roundup.
0: Hey, how's that band going? uh it's mainly me these days ah! i just want to finish my album
2: you have been trying to finish this album for three years one two one
1: what is this it's a progressive form of prog i've been calling it a uh, uh, prog squared the
2: only way i listen to your music is if you tied me up at gunpoint and you forced me to
0: and don't play it here again or you're fired
2: ah! What's going on? I think we have a new neighbor. What is up with this guy? I think we're living next to some kind of maniac. I am now living your kid. (laughs) Vlad just driving me crazy. You're headed into chaos. What? Blood will be spilt. You gotta stand on your own two feet and say, Get out of my kitchen! Cause I'm cooking! Use your demons.
0: Don't let them use you. So you've killed somebody. Relax. Just need to know how to get rid of a body. Hello, wheelie. I'm not a mass murderer. I'm a mass
2: manslaughterer.
0: It's time to make a hit record.
2: (laughs) I'm alive.
0: Shut up. You didn't hear that, did you? You yelling shut up at nobody? Yeah, I heard it was very loud. And that is not what rock and roll is all about. Let's rock! You're a
2: loser and you're gonna die, a loser. Now that was
0: rock and roll. Stop. Just be cool. And don't murder anyone else. And now it is time for our feature presentation for. This episode, we watched the Shudder streamer Destroy All Neighbors, directed by Josh Forbes. What is it about, Julie?
1: Struggling prog rock musician William Brown finds himself in a living nightmare when he accidentally kills Vlad, the neighbor from hell. (laughs) That's a very short and concise (laughs) description for a movie that is unhinged.
0: It is all over the place. And I think, like, looking at the cast, you can kind of get an idea of what vibe we're going to have. Like, even if you haven't seen the trailer or the poster.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hilarious. It's weird. It's incredibly gory. But, like, not in any way that would ever be realistic. It's the silliest, silliest thing
0: it is. Uh, I mean, uh, William Brown is played by Jonah Ray. Neighbor Vlad is played by Alex Winter. Who I am so happy to see, like in front of the camera in a film that is not a Bill and Ted movie.
1: And you, but you would never, if you didn't see the credits, you would never recognize him. The, the makeup and the prosthetics, he's completely unrecognizable, unrecognizable as Vlad.
0: Yes. Um. We've also got John daily we've got thomas lennon Mm -hmm. ryan katner uh randy heller who i swear to god i know from something else and i can't remember what it is um like she has been in a bunch of things but like she's like a character actress who like has just been in a bunch of stuff um Mm -hmm. that i just i don't know where i know her from but i'm like i know that face um this is a weird one
1: yeah yeah it's it's weird and it's silly.
0: It it's a hard movie to know like where to start because like there's so much about it. Like like the, like do you talk about like the story such as it is?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I guess essentially we could run down the story if you haven't seen it. Uh, just more you know in a little more detail, which is essentially you know William and his girlfriend live in this kind of rundown apartment. They're clearly in L.A. where everyone's trying to make a dream happen and he's trying to get his prog rock album done and I think you know part of the joke is is prog rock ever done Uh, and then a neighbor that they seem fine with moves out and all of a sudden someone else moves in and you know when someone new moves in there's always like furniture moving and that kind of stuff but then it goes above and beyond it's just he's listening to loud like techno dance music while also loudly watching porn and also loudly Lifting weights, like all the things, and his landlord is unwilling to do anything. Or building manager, I guess. And and you know, like myself, he's a non-confrontational guy until he kind of snaps, does one pound on the wall, and all hell breaks loose.
0: Yeah, it, it's. I will say, like, probably like the first like thirty minutes or something. it's there's a lot of like world building or you know mm-hmm. setting up the plot introducing all your characters before things really start getting unhinged and then like it's really like this is one of those movies where it's the last like 20 30 minutes like the back like the last third or the w- parts where it's just like oh they decided to go big um yeah like um if you're expecting something that like from the jump is crazy and weird maybe not maybe temper those expectations a little bit
1: yeah, yeah, it has to build into it. Um, I actually reviewed this for Downright Creepy, so you can go read that if you feel the need. But I I described it as kind of almost like a Christmas carol, and they do bring up, they do mention <laughs> a Christmas carol a bit because it I mean, it's hard to talk about without spoiling it a little bit, but I think you kind of get some of it from the trailer, and hopefully you've watched it. It's on Shudder, it's been out for a little bit. If you're listening to this, you probably have Shudder. Hopefully you've watched it. Uh, but, you know, essentially he accidentally kills Vlad. But does he? Because and, and then it just becomes a string of these kind of accidental oopsies that come back to life and then guide him into finally doing what he was meant to do and creating his opus and putting into the world what he was meant to do. And they all have their own connection to him and their own part to play in the story, much like the ghosts in A Christmas Carol. But not. <laughs> it's
0: really like, and here's the crazy thing: the music is surprisingly good. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe not surprisingly. Like, it if it were bad, like it would be funny. But like, you kind of have to have it be for for the ending of the movie to work. Like, it can't be totally terrible, and it's not yeah um let's put it this way it is good enough uh that the 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 score slash uh progressive prog rock prog squared um uh, as performed by ryan katner and brett morris like that soundtrack got released by subpop
1: oh wow i didn't know that i found that
0: out just randomly because of twitter nice (laughs) um sadly like all of the like music it's like little clips like you never get to hear like the whole epic thing which i i probably for the best but... yeah
1: i mean that's kind of the joke of it right prog rock isn't for everyone and in that way it kind of ties to horror movies they're not for everyone and i i think i think the quote that the main character says a couple of times that he got from his dad is it won't be for everyone but the ones who it's meant for will find it or something to that effect. Like, you know, and and that goes for anything you do, really. It's not going to be for everyone. You can't make any art for everyone. That's a nice moment. But especially prog rock is not for everyone. It's not an accessible form of music to the average listener.
0: Yeah, and I think when you get your score done by... Uh, someone from Comedy Bang Bang and someone from the band Man Man, like that. That I think just saying that out loud like demonstrates like what the aesthetic of this movie is. Like Mm -hmm. it, it's for it's like people who like weird shit. Like this is yeah, this is like a very specific movie for very specific people. Like because like the tone is sometimes horrific, sometimes stupid, sometimes also kind of like a movie about growing up yeah vis-a-vis murdering all the people uh near you uh
1: (laughs) yeah like i wouldn't go so far as to call it heartfelt but there are little moments where you're like all right there's an emotion there and i get it yeah but it's mostly there to have fun and be weird
0: um right ryan uh Katner from Man Man also is in the film and he plays um Caleb Bang and you have to say the full name.
1: You have to say the full name.
0: <laughs> uh, it's like legitimately a character I thought I was gonna get very irritated with. And it's it's like the 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 silent Bob Rake thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh,
0: the the sideshow Bob Rake thing, where it like it starts out, it's like, oh, it's kind of funny, and it gets kind of tiresome, and then becomes like hilarious by the end of it. Yeah, uh yeah. I
1: got to say, I want So I watched this, you know, a couple weeks ago. Whenever I had the screener and I needed to review it, but then yesterday I was like, oh, I should watch this again. Kind of while I'm doing some other stuff, so it's fresh for us to talk about. And as I got back into it, I was like, I'm really looking forward to every moment with Caleb Bang Jansen. <laughs> like he's. <laughs> I didn't think that I that would be the one that I would want to come back to, but I was like, ah, I want to see him again. <laughs>
0: I also, like, um, John Daly uh, plays, like, this legendary prog guitarist, Swig, uh, who um, our our main character, William, is watching, like, on his phone, like, constantly for, like, inspiration and stuff, Mm -hmm. and it, it is sort of, like, the perfect John Daly role, like, where, like, it starts out as just, like, smug and kind of, you know, like, whatever, and then just, again, much like the movie itself gets more unhinged, yeah. But also deadpan unhinged, which is my favorite kind of thing, where it's just people yeah. talking about horrific and weird stuff as if it's just like, yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? What the fuck?
1: So you've accidentally murdered someone. <laughs> You're on tour. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also a, a cameo in there from Kumail Nanjiani, and it is it's, so it's, it's, it's 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 brief, and it is. Perfection. It is so good.
0: Uh, the, the same can be said. Like it, it's a it's a slightly bigger role, but like Thomas Lennon as Scott, yeah. the guy who runs the the recording studio where William works. Again, like the people they got to do like cameos or like bit parts in this movie are people that just are perfect for it. Like they're mm-hmm. the they're the sort of actors who show up like just like kill it and like no notes. Like, it's just like, oh, of course, yeah. The, Thomas Lennon knows how to do, like, the the square guy who is, like, that's not what rock and roll
1: is about. Yeah, he's continually uh, telling us what <laughs> rock and roll is not all about, about things that historically <laughs> rock and roll has been very much about. <laughs>
0: You've been doing drugs.
1: That is not what rock and roll is about. <laughs> I'm
0: pretty sure drugs are a very big part of rock and roll.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think like, it was a movie that, like, yeah the the second viewing i i found myself i was like yeah, the first time i was like okay just kind of taking it in and it's one that i think it really grows as yeah. as, a, as a viewing uh experience mm-hmm.
1: yeah it does because one it, it's sort of like wet hot american summer in that way where you watch it the first time and you're like no this is all one day no <laughs> no. But then once you're through it, you're like, OK, now I can watch it again, knowing what they're doing here. And I can just enjoy it because I I already know top to bottom it's absurd. And so I can just enjoy the absurdity.
0: Yeah. Once you the, you kind of have to, like, take in the whole thing and then you can watch it again and just like glory in its component parts and how they all work together, because. Mm-hmm. Like Jonah Ray is essentially like his his role in most movies is just straight man, like yeah. that's But like the the like befuddled, exasperated straight man, which is like sometimes an unthankful, like a, a thankless kind of role, you know, mm-hmm. like where you have to respond to everything and you don't ever get to be the one. But he, it's like the most necessary role in comedy that. And he does it so well.
1: Yeah. And I think this is his first like lead. Yeah. You know, he, he's in a lot of stuff and he'll have bigger parts and stuff. But I think this is his first, like he's the guy, he's the lead and he, he nails it. He does a great job.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, he's been in, uh, I'm trying to think like he was, what was the end of the dark movie that he was in? I don't know. Where like it, uh, like that's I think as close as he's come to like a full like lead role but like even then um yeah Puka lives like he's he's in that but I mean like Mm -hmm. that's that's like an ensemble piece um Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's his first like real like lead in a feature I mean he he had that show that was on whatever the weird there are so many streaming services that just died
2: yeah (laughs) yeah
0: um but he had a really great uh fake um like uh like travel like food show uh fun (laughs) it was so good and i wish i could remember the name of it but like that it's one of those streamers that lasted for a very short period of time and then died Mm -hmm. um and obviously the mystery science theater reboot but like it's nice to see him like in a movie yeah where he gets like to be in something for longer as and not part of like a bunch of other people sort of stealing mm-hmm. focus, I guess.
1: Yeah. Like his segment in Satanic Hispanics was great and he was like the lead in that, but that was just obviously a segment, so it wasn't very long. But
0: oh it was called Hidden America with Joan Array and it was on CISO. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's <so>. Oh wow.
0: CISO <laughs> was like it had like the these great things like there was the uh the uh, Cameron Esposito uh, River Butcher show Take My Wife that was really good there was a My Brother My Brother and Me like show and like, like just a murderer's row of talent getting to do really cool stuff uh, on a network nobody had yeah <laughs> like,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was sad but uh, Hidden America if you can find it anywhere I highly recommend checking it out if nothing else the first episode because there's a great <laughs> Anthony Bourdain cameo Oh nice. Oh man, we've just gotten completely off topic, huh?
1: It happens. It happens. It's important though. Yeah.
0: Um, oh I uh Kieran Dial, who plays his, uh the girlfriend Emily, um, like it like again, uh like I feel like the girlfriend role in movies like this is a very thankful thankless um role, but she does a really good job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I would say we recommend this. I recommend this. I thought it was fun. It's not going to be for everyone. Some people are going to think it's real stupid and it is. Yeah. It's totally but, dumb. Yeah. What? You know, the other, the other character that grew on me more and you talked about her a little bit is Randy Heller as the building manager, Eleanor. Oh. When, when he knocks on her, this was like my favorite moment on rewatch for some reason, when he knocks on her door to complain about Vlad and she's like, oh, it's movie night, come in. And then she just leans down to her popcorn and and sticks her tongue on it and grabs a couple pieces with her tongue. I don't know. That moment was just so perfect.
0: I like the fact how that... How
1: ridiculous it, she is.
0: Actual like popcorn, like movie popcorn thing that the popcorn... Yeah. In. It's like, oh no, like it's such a silly little detail but it's one it's just like oh movie night's serious yeah yeah you're
1: you're interrupting a serious moment and that's part of why she's not willing to help you
0: <laughs> like we have <laughs> like, when you have like accoutrement for your movie night yeah it's serious and you don't fuck with it
1: yeah yeah she's just like this old hippie that you know somewhere in me i strive to be in a way that i've never been a hippie as a youth but would like to age into an old hippie <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'll, Uh, this is a movie that, yeah, very much is a, like, it grows so well. Like, I have a feeling, like, the next time I watch it, I'll find, like, five other things to be like, oh, man, how did I, like, not get how great that was the first time? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and I think it's going to be one of those where if I'm having a day where I'm like, I don't know, I just need to throw something on, and I put on, like, Shutter Live TV, and it's on there, I'm going to be like, oh, fuck yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh... Yeah, it's, it's a movie that is exactly the level of dumb meets smart that it needs to be uh, mm-hmm. to, to, like, keep you coming back for more.
1: Yeah, yep. So, yeah, check it out. If you have checked it out, tell us what you thought. Did you have fun with it?
0: Yeah. Um, and,
1: and what else should they watch, Nick?
0: Um, I feel like this is the thing that's been brought up, like, a billion times because of... Alex Winter and the fact that it has weird like practical effects and like prosthetics and stuff the movie freaked which is not streaming anywhere uh officially um it's out on DVD and Blu-ray they're both kind of hard to find but somebody uploaded a very nice copy to YouTube that you can watch and <laughs> would recommend very highly um also would recommend you go to either Tubi or Peacock and you watch the uh, heavy metal horror deathgasm because so uh, good it's so good. It's so like it is again the combination of stupid, smart, kind of heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Um and just like utterly messy kind of movie. Uh yeah. it, it is again, it's a movie that the first time you watch, you're like, oh, that was all right. And then the more times you watch it, you're just like I find myself recommending it to people a lot. Where I'm like, yeah. oh, you haven't seen it? Like, and there's a the possibility of a sequel coming. I, we talked about it a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, man, when that happens, I am going. I think like, I have such high hopes because that yeah. first one is just a gem. It's, also, it's Australian. a perfect film. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so good. Um, oh I
1: goodness. threw in there one that it's not nearly as good as the other ones, but as as a heritage piece, Rock and Roll Nightmare. Uh, it, I think it's streaming on the Roku channel. So probably commercials and stuff. That's the only place it looked like it was streaming um but same you know we're focused on rock and roll but ah, uh, shit's going down different shit going down and it's <laughs> it's from the 80s i can't remember what year but it like i said it's not as good as these but it is one you could double feature and have a real good time
0: yeah john micklethor oh man yeah oh like he like so earnest in this movie <laughs> Yeah.
1: yeah I think it is like peak 80s cheesy horror in a in a good way compliment
0: yes <laughs> i'll be right back uh what do we have coming up uh the next couple weeks that is spooky
1: well the only thing i can really think of that's on on the books is that you and i are going to sit down with nightmare junkhead for their into the mouth of march madness which of course you won't hear until march but i imagine that we will record it much sooner because they have a lot to get through and we try not to hold them up yep uh and we we drew the year 1994 so we'll be excited to talk about the films in our bracket
0: i'm very excited because they i I always love like getting to be a part of it because there's usually a few movies i like there's at least one movie i really like there's a couple movies i've seen but don't remember and want to revisit and there's always like one where i'm like i've never seen this god they always manage to pick movies that i'm like not
1: only have i not seen it i hadn't heard of it and i like to think that i've seen a lot (laughs) But apparently I have not because they get me every time. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good way. It, and who doesn't love a bracket? I love a bracket. I oh. love filling out a bracket. So I'm excited. We only know, of course, our tiny portion, which we won't tell you yet. But I'm excited to see the whole bracket and
0: yeah, fill I can't out wait, mine. I, yeah, I can't wait to see, like, where, like, whatever things, uh, like, because... Like uh eighty-four will be interesting. I mm-hmm. mean we, we have our little segment of ninety-four, but then there's also two thousand four and twenty fourteen. So like Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be it, it's always a blast if 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 you don't listen to Nightmare Junkhead, and you should, like mm-hmm. at the very least, you should always check out their it's much like the Royal Rumble, which we were discussing before we got on mic. It's like even if you don't follow it all the time like get in at this point like it's the perfect yeah. jumping on point and it's it you'll find something that you love and recognize to latch on to
1: yeah yeah and we're not the only guests. they have guests for like every like segment of the bracket i think they do the first round just the two of them and then i think that's how it works then the other segments all have guests so not only do you get to learn more about nightmare junkhead you get introduced to other creators in the film world and the horror sphere and that's always interesting too i know that's how i've found a lot of other people locally to be interested in and not locally as well so
0: yeah and uh like fellow uh cinepugs podcasters uh justin and liam from horror business have done it uh in the past uh Mm -hmm. i mean it's always it's always fun getting to hear uh justin interact with other people
1: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i know i'm like have us on guys I don't even know if they actually listen to us. If they do, have us on. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Carnage Report. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Report Carnage, and we can be reached via email at Pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to make any suggestions for upcoming episodes or just share your thoughts, we would love to hear them. We would love to chat with you.
0: Yes. Recommend us stuff. Yeah um we've got stickers you can email us or reach out to us on socials and we'll get a sticker or a few out to you um we also have a few buttons um and i tend to carry them around with me and hand them out to people who don't even know the podcast uh because i'm just like do you like cats do you like horror movies here rep this Um, exactly and uh so that's what i do but yeah reach out, uh, out to us and we will get you some in the mail
1: and all the music featured in this episode, except maybe at the end, is by Steve Spacek, Nick's brother, who you can find on Instagram at Starling Woodworks and at Nodder.Bandcamp.com. And Nick, where can they find you on socials?
0: Uh, I can be found on X and Blue Sky, um, slash Twitter, whatever. Uh, at Night House Punks, you can find me on Instagram at Nicholas Mouse, And you can find me on... Letterboxed, which i desperately need to update at from it. <laughs> uh Julie where are you online?
1: I am dark humor girl everywhere you're looking. Um and i'm active ish most places. I don't I'm not on blue sky as much as i should i should i should, I should switch over but i'm not going to. It's just not happening. <laughs> All right. Well thanks for listening and we will be back Uh, For our next episode, with another roundup of the latest news, and we will also be talking about the documentary Dario Argento Panico, directed by Simone Scafidi. Nick, what is it about?
0: (laughs) <laughs> Dario Argento wrote his most famous films inside hotels, completely isolating himself from external reality and immersing himself in his own nightmare. After many years advised by his agent, he decides to go back to a hotel to finish his new screenplay and to be interviewed, filmed, and followed by a crew that is shooting a film about him. Within this structure, a wellness center far from the distressing places that characterize the cinema of the master of horror, Argento does not feel at ease and has difficulty finding the piece necessary to finish the screenplay and in confiding his secrets to the crew who are interviewing him. But the demon of cinema who has never abandoned him, once again, push him to give himself totally. That's a whole bunch. A lot. <laughs> but there's a lot to go with Dario Argento, and we'll dig into all that and more. Yeah, can't wait. So excited. Thanks all for joining right. everybody.
1: Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>